Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positivity Podcast. In today's episode, I'm with Neve. She's a video marketing manager, public speaker, and one-to-one mentor. In today's podcast, we talk about the world of social media, video marketing, businesses, and much, much more. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Now, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Name, sorry, it's Liam. Liam? Neve. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's like N E E V E. Oh, it's awesome. It's like a silent kind of. Everything yeah. is silent. <laughs> <laughs> it's Irish, so. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> but no, thank you for like, you know, agreeing to this and being on the podcast. It really means a lot. No problem. So, like, kind of, like, how did you kind of get into what you do, like, kind of, like, public speaker, speaking, video marketing, that kind of thing? Um, well, I actually first started off, um, I have a degree in jewellery and silversmith, so I was always doing things that were creative. Yeah. Um, and then once I started my business in jewellery making, um, I realised that it wasn't something um, I was interested in anymore because yeah. I, I wanted to be creative, but I wanted to be surrounded by people because I'm a quite sociable person. Mm. Um, so then I had done an A-level in media and I did enjoy um, making videos and I was doing it as a hobby, but I never realised that I could actually pursue a career in that. Um, and then it wasn't until I did one video for a company that it sort of happened by itself. It wasn't a conscious decision. Mm. Um, I just started getting asked to make videos for companies. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was, it was kind of like an easy process for me, just moving into videos. No, that's awesome. So, I mean, like, like you said, you, you set up your own business and, like, jewellery making and all of that. 
And then you kind of thought, well, this isn't really, you know, something I actually want to be doing. But yeah, it was just too lonely. And I think that was my main concern going into an art degree and doing all my A-levels in art. I was always concerned that I was going to be in something creative in a room by myself. Mm. Whether it was painting by myself, I was always worried that I was going to end up being alone. Yeah. Um, so I think that... Um, I kind of edge more towards videos because I'm, I'm working with a different company every day. Um, yeah. Like even now, I'm still, I'm subbing yesterday, I was subbing today, obviously taking social distancing measures, mm-hmm. but um, I get to meet new people all the time and that's what I love about it. Yeah, no, that's great. And that's like, like you said, with, with video marketing, um, it's you know, with the internet now and businesses, it's, it's massive. Yeah, I feel quite fortunate that um, video, because I, I started making videos for companies and I started this about six years ago and um, back then it was more corporate style, it was more like a promotional style for websites and I feel quite fortunate that video has progressed so much in the last six years and it has worked in my favour that now I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, I've had enough practice to do all styles of videos for many different companies, so um, mm. yeah, I feel very lucky at the moment. Yeah, no, that's it. And I suppose you can kind of go anywhere with that because companies all around the world, you know, what need you know to market their profile, don't they? Mhm. I think video is um, even for myself, even for uh, I do videos on LinkedIn once a week and. Um, notice that if I'm putting up a post, if I'm putting up um, any sort of uh, status or anything, it doesn't get the same engagement as a video because a video really, really just brings across the more human side of your business. Mm. Um, I think it's really, really important, especially in in the age that we're in, to be more human. Mm. Um, That corporate style is gone. I never get asked to make corporate style videos anymore. Um, It's always people in front of the camera um, talking on a personal level now. Um, I think that's more where marketing is going towards. Yeah. No, it's it's funny how you said, like, it's made that switch. I don't know, like, what would you say in the in the past couple of years, I think recently, like especially with LinkedIn, like when I first saw LinkedIn, I was like, oh gosh, what's this? You know, am I okay to go on this? Um, it's that kind of corporate kind of style to it. Whereas yeah. I've seen like, you know, music producers on it, um, or, you know, lots of different businesses. So I think if you do that, you're kind of opening up your audience more, aren't you? Oh yeah, definitely. I would say, at the moment, I get maybe 90% of my work directly from LinkedIn. And if not directly from LinkedIn, it's from someone who has told someone that knows me from LinkedIn. Like, <laughs> you know, I get a lot of um, work from LinkedIn because I haven't really had to do any sort of, like, uh, cold calls or, you know, any sort of, you know, the, the way you would marked yourself in the past would have been, like, I'm going to hand out leaflets or I'm going to, um, you know, put all my money into this post whereas now i find that just keeping my linkedin updated regularly is enough to get me out there yeah um, you know which is quite good no it's amazing and the thing is with linkedin as well like it's kind of a community where people want to help one another i find it's not like mm-hmm. other social media platforms where there's a lot of bs on there you have to kind of filter through. oh yeah they, they always talk about linkedin family and i can remember at the start thinking oh that's 
kind of sounds a bit cheesy, but it really does feel like a family. Like, no one is out to get you. No one is out to tear your business apart. Like, they're there to help you on this platform. Um, yeah. So I think LinkedIn is is the most friendliest platform mm. for me, anyway. Um, I do some work on Instagram and different platforms, but I find that Instagram is very much image-orientated and... Um, Facebook is it's kind of harder to be seen on Facebook these days, so um, that's why I stick to LinkedIn. Yeah, no, I think like LinkedIn's got a good kind of traffic rate. I mean, I think it's gone down a little bit, but I think it's a lot better than it used to be. And I think like Instagram's gone down a little bit, and um, it's a bit like stocks and shares, isn't it? It's continually up and down. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I find that, well, I only started TikTok there in the last two months just yeah. because we're in lockdown and I've just been making silly videos. Um, and it's funny, though, because, like, I'll share my TikTok videos on LinkedIn and they're getting a ridiculous reach, yeah. <laughs> whereas on the TikTok platform, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like TikTok works on LinkedIn. I don't know why they seem to be okay with it, so... Um, I think because um, I, I think because when we're in lockdown and everyone is sort of in a serious mindset, that it's good to have a bit of humour on LinkedIn at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think that's what everyone is kind of wanting at the minute. Yeah. So I'm giving them some humour. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, it just breaks the ice a bit, doesn't it? And like, mm-hmm. you know, fair play to doing it because I mean, I've, I've put a few things on there, but um, I need to focus on it more, really. But it's um, it, it's showing you know like that kind of laid back approach to things, isn't it? I mean, you can you can, you can be serious on it, but I mean, there's that playfulness with it where you can kind of just be yeah. yourself. It is good. I know. Um, I did a talk uh in the Odyssey in Belfast, which is um the only just media summit. It was an mm. event that happened right before lockdown, and I was actually talking about um. LinkedIn business versus personal, um, and it was a, it's a very controversial subject. So I just wanted to yeah. do a talk about it and talk a bit about you know what is too personal, what is too business, um, and there's so many different views out there. So many different people have different views on how it should be, but really I think it depends on the business. It really depends on yeah. you know what what sector you're in on how you should be talking on LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and I think it's like if you was a quite a corporate company that, you know, deals with a lot of government officials or something like that, then, yeah, you need to be... Yeah, yeah. It, it sort of depends, but I think um, I, I started out, my, my videos were very, very corporate, and yeah. they were very um, structured, and I had a script, and they just did not sound human enough at the beginning. Um, and I wasn't getting any engagement because I was trying to sound like a solicitor or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I thought this is what people wanted. This was about two years ago. Um, and if I show anyone my old videos, they're like, "That you sound like a different person. Um, so I finally decided, you know what, I'm just going to be myself. I can be myself. You know, luckily, because I'm in a creative industry, I, I think, you know, it, it suits the brand. Yeah. Um, so really it's just looking at your your overall brand mm. and does it match, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. But um, I think that's why 
personal branding so important. Um, I think we're in an era of personal branding rather than business branding. Like, you need to really look at your personal brand now mm. um, and how you're going to be talking on camera. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really good point. A really good point. So I think it, it's being yourself, isn't it? And not trying to be like someone else because people are going to see that and they're going to see if you're being genuine over like trying too hard. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, but that that comes with confidence too. Yeah. I think you know, I was very, very scared at the beginning, and I didn't believe that being myself was what people wanted. Mm. Um, so it's not until now that I feel comfortable with being myself. Yeah. Um, and you know, I always think to myself, right, if that comes across as ditzy, if that comes across as Anything people want, that's fine. You know, I'm being myself. That's totally grand. Yeah. Uh, at least I'm using my own words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. No, it's it's important. Like you said, it comes with confidence, doesn't it? Because I remember when I first started the podcast, I was like, kind of freaking out a little bit, and kind of think to myself, you know, I need to get this right. Whereas that just adds more pressure, and it can sometimes be quite clunky, can't it? If you're trying too hard with things. Yeah, like I always say, um, perfection equals procrastination. Um, I'm such a perfectionist that, you know, if I think something needs to be perfect, I will procrastinate. Um, and then I have to remind myself there's no such thing as perfect. There yeah. is no such thing as perfect. Like, show me perfect. You know? yeah. So I have to sort of remind myself of that, you know, before I upload a video, look, I, this will never be perfect because I don't know what perfect looks like. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that for me is encouraging for people that are uploading their first video that um, they're lucky that, you know, we're in an era where there is Instagram stories, there are Facebook stories, there are Snapchat, there are styles of videos now that are really personal and really imperfect. Um, there's live videos, so, you know, videos don't have to be perfect anymore mm-hmm. um, or what people perceive as perfect. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point as well. I think, like, that's what I, I think, struggled with. And I, I've done a few Instagram lives. Um, I need to do some more, actually. But I remember my first one, I was worried about, you know, trying to make it look right or how do I look, how do I sound, you know, am I going to say the right thing? And, like, if, you, if you're if you focusing so much on that, you kind of, you can kind of lose your focus, I think. Yeah, it can be really... Off-putting. And I know, um, like, I do have a workshop where I give people tips on, you know, how to be confident in front of the camera. And it is down to being confident with your content. Um, And it it is about, um, you know, people aren't scared of the camera. People are scared of how they're going to be perceived. I have so many people that are like, I'm scared of cameras. (laughs) But you don't have a fear of cameras. Yeah. on the other end of the camera you're scared of yeah. um, so it's really just looking at right what am I scared people are going to think about me and you know moving on from that mm. and really having a look at okay is this real is this real what I actually think people think about me and majority of the time it's not it's mm. how you view yourself mm. um, I, I went around asking people at the start you know how what do you think when you watch this video of me? And this is the best way to get feedback. If you do a video, show your family and friends mm. and ask them, 
you know, what what do you think of me in this video? And it's never the negative thing you think about yourself, really. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is as well, probably, there's going to, if you ask, say, I don't know, 30 people, a ratio of that amount of people are going to have, like a percentage of those people are going to have all different opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, I think we're so harsh on ourselves, you know, we're, we're so hard on ourselves to have things right the first time, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's one of those things where you have to progress, like, if my first videos don't look the way they do now, and it takes practice, and it, it takes, you know, making it into a habit for it to get better, mm-hmm. um, so I think, you know, people are too quick to give up if they get scared. I would say just keep going, keep making the videos, mm. um, and just keep hitting the upload button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's like, you probably see how you grow over time as well. Like, um, and, and like, you've got to start from somewhere, haven't you? I think that's one thing I've learned a lot with podcasts is that, you know, it, that it's a process and... I've always liked to hit the ground running and feel confident straight away and do it. And I think it's mm. taught me that it's a process. It takes time. Yeah. And you just kind of gain momentum and get better over time. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I've realized is um, even now I will do a video and I will say to myself, no, this isn't a good one. People are going to like this. I don't like this. I don't think it's good content. Okay, I'm going to upload it and we'll see what happens. And yeah. that'll be the one video that I get massive feedback on. Yeah. So I've kind of learned to not trust myself. Um, I have really bad judgment about myself. Mm. So um, I just try not to listen to that voice and just do it. <laughs> just keep doing it. Yeah. Um, even now, I still get camera <laughs> shy. I still get mm. worried about how I'm going to be perceived. You know, it never really goes away. Mm. Um, but, you know, with filming other people, you know, with, with doing um, promotional videos for other companies, um, I can see the fear in people's eyes. I'm, I'm that person on the other end of the camera that sees fear daily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I've seen many, 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 many camera shy people in my, in my lifetime now, like, um, I, I don't think there's many people who just automatically are able to do it. Yeah. Um, and if if they are, then that's brilliant. Mm. <laughs> you know, if they have the confidence, that's great. Yeah. Um, it just seems to have a lot of stigma about it. Yeah. So I think. Do you, do you think like people can get more confident at it through doing it more, or do you think like if you're a certain personality type, it may work in your favor in an easier way because like, I'm, I'm very extroverted but like I'm also a little bit introverted do you think like mm-hmm. if you're more extroverted that you're more um, I, I think so but I know a few ex- or introvert people who have pushed themselves and they have managed to do it and yeah. they are doing it um, and it maybe took them a wee bit more practice but I do know a lot of people who are painfully shy but their videos are where they become across confident and then anyone that meets them in person is like who is this person yeah. you know because in person they're extremely shy yeah. um i feel like it's something that anyone can do if they find that part of themselves like i am quite fortunate that um i 
am quite extroverted, but at the same time, like, there, there was a number of years that I was introverted, and mm. I just sat in the office um, and edited all day long and wasn't in front of the camera myself, and it took practice to get back out there again. Mm. Um, so it's something that I think, yeah, practice, definitely practice, practice, practice. Um, I feel like even the most introverted person can be confident with practice. Mm. Um, and I think it's it's kind of like if you talk down to the camera lens um, as if you're talking to a friend and think of a friend that's going to be seeing it and talk to the camera as if it's a human, mm. um, that is where I can get around this. I try to think of one person that um, will see the video and I talk to the camera as if I'm talking to them. Yeah. No, that's a really useful tip, isn't it? Because like, I've noticed sometimes if I've done, I mean, I've done a few FaceTime calls, like podcast-wise, so I'm, like I said, I've, I've done a few, and I've kind of picked up that confidence a little bit. Um, but like you said, if you, if you imagine it's someone that you know, you kind of naturally kind of go with it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think um, <laughs> something I said yesterday, the more you can convince yourself of something, the more you start to believe it. So if I can properly convince myself that the person sitting in front of me, yeah. <laughs> like my brain starts to like believe it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really just, I, ha- I have like a tone check, like I'll check my tone. In other words, like before I do a video, I'll be like, right, what mood am I in? Yeah. Like, am I in a bad mood today? Like, what way is my tone? Because um, if you're in a bad mood, if you woke up and you think, okay, I'm not ready for today at all, like, you know, <laughs> um, there has been days where I think, right, I'm not doing a video today. I'll do it tomorrow. I just need to sort out my tone. <laughs> so I think it, that's really important too, like making sure that uh, you're in the right mindset and um, really I, I have to sit and think, okay, so this is for people that need help, so you need to be talking to them in, like, a caring tone that you're helping them, mm. um, no matter how bad of a day I've had. Yeah. Um, for me, that's the hardest one, is sounding um, a certain way and having that tone be the same in every video. Yeah, that's 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 a good point as well. Like your your tone of voice, how you sound, how you come across. Yeah, because the thing is, people, you know, like your tonality, your body language, and how you are, could be the difference of you, you know, gaining a new follower or making a sale. Probably, you know, people go by the tonality of your voice, don't they? Like if they sound, if somebody if somebody's talking over the phone, like especially if someone's like a salesman. You, yeah. you you know if they're passionate about what you're what they're doing, or if mm-hmm. they're not, or if you're talking to someone yeah. and you're like, mm. I know, and I find that I find it really hard because I, I I try to keep my tone the same in everything, but I know that there's some videos where I'm way too enthusiastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's some videos that I talk extremely fast. I sound extremely hyper. Um, and all I get is people ask me how many coffees I had that day. Um, <laughs> and 
saying I could be on stage and I, there could be 400 people in front of me and the nerves maybe get the better of me and I, I just can't seem to get that same enthusiasm. Like, I do sound a bit more enthusiastic, but not as much. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um, in my workshops, like, I'll have 20 or 30 people and I'll stay enthusiastic, but it depends on, for me, the crowd crowd can tone down my enthusiasm just a bit but I try to keep it the same yeah. throughout um, but yes no I would say that the same feeling um, the same feeling of being in front of hundreds of people is the same feeling as being in front of a camera and being scared mm. I've experienced the same feeling mm. in both those scenarios um, like I can honestly say there are very very similar i can totally understand <laughs> yeah yeah because like fear and excitement are very like similar yeah like, i i i get them mixed up and i have to it's hard to sometimes process it isn't it like if you it's that kind of feeling if you go for a job interview or you're about to talk to i don't know someone who's a, got a big profile it's like that butterflies in your stomach kind of feeling and then your thoughts start racing, you're like, is this, is this fear or is this excitement? Or is it both? Yeah, is, yeah. And oh, it's the exact same. And you can convince yourself that you're excited. I've noticed if I'm extremely nervous, I'm very scared of pain. Um, and before I get on the plane, I'll be like, I'm just I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm really, really excited. And I'll just keep saying to myself, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you can, you can, you can almost convince yourself that it is excitement because it's the same feeling. Mm. Um, that's one that is good to remember as well um, when you're feeling the same fear. But uh, no, I think... Yeah, it's something that will definitely come to practice, a hundred percent. Um, and I can completely, I can completely understand why people would be scared to get started and start their first video because I've been there. Everyone has had to do it for the first time before. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't just like get born into the world of videographers. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I've been there. Um. But I would say it, it is really important. It's very important, especially nowadays. It's so important to be seen. It's so important to be um, working on your personal brand and people knowing you rather mm. than the business. Mm. Um, that is the best way you can get known. Um, mm. I think it's really, really, it's really, really important. Yeah, and I think that's probably where people get things mixed up as well to get the two switched, like they're trying to probably sell the brand and you know not themselves and yeah and i don't i don't um i don't ever sell i did a video um about six months ago called um this is what i do i show people what i do but i never once said buy something off me yeah um and i think that yeah, it's refreshing to not have to sell. I think just being yourself, just giving out tips mm-hmm. is enough for people to gather that that's what you do. Um, yeah. And I think it's it's really important to just give out advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you give out advice and it helps people, then you're going to be the person they think about when they need that same advice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the best thing to do rather than sell. 
um, it's, it's, I think that's really, really important because um, there's those people that go on and they're like, if you want this, pay this price and I'll come in and I never do that. Not in a video, like maybe I'll put out a post about it, but I would never talk about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's right. I mean, like, I've had that on LinkedIn a lot sometimes with people, like connections, and they'll add you. And mm-hmm. you have a conversation, and it's like, oh, if you want to help with that, this can be $75. And you're like, I've just wasted 10 minutes. Uh, I know, I know. It's, but like you said, people will see your passion and your your energy through what you do. So, you, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't even have to sell. It just kind of comes with what you're doing, like like a like a ripple effect, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, for me, I always have to focus on being other-centered and giving away my information. And a lot of people will say, um, oh, gosh, don't give it all away because, you know, then someone's going to steal your content and they're going to mimic you. And I'm thinking, well, there is only one me. So yeah. I'm the only person who's going to deliver it in the way I'm delivering it. You know, people can, people can steal your content. People will steal your content, but mm. they're not going to be able to replicate you as a person. Mm. So that's why I think your personal brand is so important. Because if you have a strong enough personal brand, then, you know, nobody can replicate it. It's you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it's so important. Because if you focus on branding your business, then it can be easily stolen. It can be easily replicated. Um, so I think... For me, that was important to realize that, um, like, I have had people, yeah. I've had people directly steal my PowerPoint slides and deliver it themselves. No way. <laughs> yeah, it has happened to me, but, you know, at the end of the day, it didn't really worry me because I just have to be like, right, well, there's only one me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I think, like, <laughs> you have to kind of see it in some way like you're inspiring people yeah. in some aspect. So you have to kind of see it in that positive way, don't you? Like, I, mm-hmm. I've i made, I mean, I'm, I'm, I remember I made some content or some picture, a certain colour, and I, I edited it, and I saw someone else's, and it was like identical, and I was like, huh? It's like, yeah. So I, yeah. And, and I had to kind of, you know, deal with my own emotions. I, I kind of felt a bit resentful and I was like no yeah. that's negative Let, mm-hmm. you know you're inspired you're probably motivating and inspiring people to do things as well so mm-hmm. there's that, that side I think what I have to remember is you know I set out to help businesses grow through yeah. video that is what I've set out to do and if someone is taking what I'm doing and they're also helping businesses grow well that's okay because I'm setting out to help us grow yeah. so it's you know whether or not they're doing it for me or not i'm I'm looking to grow the economy i'm looking to help the area and yeah. you know if they're going to do it as well then you know that's what i'm out to do yeah, <laughs> so sure. it's kind of to catch myself and be like right well you know you're you're in this to help businesses so you know you can't be resentful of someone that's helping businesses too mm-hmm. um and I think that's the same with, especially especially in times like this, you know, businesses need help. Yeah. Um, so I'm giving away as much free advice as I can um, to really help businesses grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think that's important. I think mm-hmm. it's really important just to give it all away. Mm-hmm. 
and you will get it back. You know, just just be trusting that. I I don't know. I always say like put it out to the universe, and you will get it back. It will be okay. Yeah. It will have it has not let me down yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. I mean, it's just like it, you know, the universe supports you, doesn't it? You got to what you got to put stuff out there to get it back. It's like it's like yin and yang. And um, like, what what businesses do you work with? Like, may I ask? Like, what? Um, I've I've worked with a few banks. Um, I've worked with all kinds of businesses. Um, I have a team now uh, that's down in the office that has just been back from furlough this week. Yeah. Um, and they're editing for um a finance company at the minute. Um, I could work with anyone from retailers, clothes shops hairdressers um we have a lot of engineering firms we're in an area that has a lot of construction um so really anything anything at all like we've done 600 videos now um so it's kind of hard to think of (laughs) someone we haven't done um like restaurants all sorts um i think you know, we've, we've been working a lot in the north and south of Ireland. Mm. Um, I think now we're ready to start looking overseas. Because yeah. um, we do have a lot of customers here and we are growing. Um, we're quite limited. We're not really allowed down south at the minute because um, the lockdown rules are different. Um, so we are kind of struggling to help our customers down there at the moment. But, you know, it'll it'll start to relax a bit. But um, I do a lot of work in Scotland, too. You know, we get the boat over. The mm. boat from Belfast is only half an hour. Awesome. Um, so we get the boat over a mm. lot. But, um, no, it'll be good to kind of, um, especially with the Zoom calls, they have really helped in, um, I did a workshop with Google. I was teaching wow. uh, Google Cloud team members how to film on their laptop over lockdown. Wow. Uh, and there was a lot of businesses that were reaching out looking workshops on that through Zoom, which was good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of... Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I just go with it. I just go with it, see where it takes me. Um, it's nice to reflect on it sometimes, but I try not to think about it too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's amazing what you're doing, and I think it's very much needed. And it's, you know, it's very inspiring to hear, you know, what you're doing and, um, you know, what the company's doing as well. Like, because it, it can help people who may want to get into public speaking or, you know, video marketing themselves. And because they, they think if, if that person's doing it, they're not, you know, what's stopping me? You know, I could probably do that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, especially with the likes of the public speaking, um, it was about two years ago I started doing the workshops of 10 people. Um, and I was having panic attacks. I was having panic attacks before going yeah. into a room of 10 people. Yeah. Um, and I properly had to take a look at my anxiety over the next six months of being able to do these workshops. Yeah. Um, and then now, like, yeah, like I've talked to a lot of people. Yeah. So, like, it is something you can build up. It is something that you can practice on. Um, and, I, like, I 100% believe that anyone anyone can do it um, because, you know, there was a stage where I was scared 10 and now I could be in front of a thousand. So, yeah. um, it's something that 
I think as your business grows, you have to grow as a person with it. You cannot stay small. Um, you have to be willing to grow as a person. You have to. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I think, you know, there are, as you said, there are times where you're working with a big client and you do start to panic a bit. And um, it's just reminding yourself, we are all human. We are all human. We are all on the exact same level. I don't care if you're CEO of the world or if you're a homeless person outside. I will greet you in the exact same way. Yeah. Um, and that is the way I run things, basically. Mm. Nobody gets special treatment. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like you said, it's really important. And it's nice that you have that outlook to it because everyone's, pe- you know, everyone's a person. Everyone's got their own emotions and you know, their own minds ways of reacting as well and you have to kind of like be person-centered don't you it's like if you're coaching mm-hmm. someone you, you treat the person no different to the next yeah and, and with like you said emotions and anxiety i i remember watching this video um this stand-up comedian that i like called joey diaz and he said he he did a big stand-up in front of loads of people and he had a full-blown panic attack you know, he had a full-blown panic attack whilst he was doing it. But when he came off stage, his manager was like, that's great. You know, can, can you be like that next time? He's like, I had a full-blown panic attack. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I've been there. I have been there. I have um, just calmly said, um, okay, so if you can get your phones out and just, you know, do a little video. And I just invented um, an exercise for the workshop, you know, there was about 20 people and I got them to do this exercise and then I left the room for 10 minutes and came back and they were like, that was a brilliant exercise. It's like, I was leaving to have a panic attack. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, But I'm really transformed with people. Like I will say at the end, just so you know, I fully was panicking in the middle of it. Like I, I find that the best way to talk about the elephant in the room is just to say it. Like, you know, I have told 400 people that I'm nervous. I, I will just say it because at least it's out there, it's gone. And the second you say it, the nerves disappear. I'm yeah. telling you. Like, even if you make your first video and you say, I'm feeling a bit nervous, you've just owned those nerves. They're gone now. Mm. You know, you've just, like, if you, if you try to resist them, if you try to pretend they're not there, yeah. then you're going to act strange. So I would say, like, own your nerves. Where are your nerves? Tell people you have nerves. <laughs> There's nothing there left. Like, yeah. so. No, um, that's really good. Yeah, no, it's, it's better to wear them with pride. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. I think a lot of the time, like, I, I suffered with anxiety, you know, many years ago um, following an accident I had. And I used to fight it. And I used to think to myself, why am I doing that? You know, why, why me? And I used to fight it and make it worse. And like you said, yeah. if you accept it and, you know, if you do a talk probably to say, look, I am feeling X, Y, Z. And people see you're genuine because the thing is, if you're not saying anything, like I've I've had people give presentations when I've done courses. And sometimes you think, is the, per- the person not coming across, they com- might come across a certain way like they don't know what they're talking about or they might come across yeah. a certain way. Well, actually, like you said, they might just be nervous. Nervous, yeah. And I think that's one thing I've seen over the years, and it's one thing I find um, really important to remember is I have talked to, um, 
I talked to CEOs that have maybe 20 staff and they said that they suffer from imposter syndrome mm -hmm. and they feel um, like they don't belong and they feel like um, they're, they're nervous and they feel like um, they don't deserve to be CEO. And I think once you, once you have those really human conversations with people you perceive as being big, powerful people, you start to realize that even the big, powerful people can suffer from anxiety too. Yeah. Um, you know, they're still humans. They still go back and they still panic about certain things. Mm. Um, and I think it's important to remember that because a lot of the time, um, and I've seen it. I've seen it at uh, talks and stuff where mm. someone's so powerful, nobody wants to approach them, and then they're walking around lonely because people are too scared to approach them because they're too powerful. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy. Um, and then they appreciate people talking to them on a human level because um, they're used to people being too scared to go up to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think Gary Vee's got it down pro quite well with how he has his office. Like it's like open door, like you know, open door kind of policy. People can just yeah. come in. And, whereas yeah. I think when you have like the boss in the office and they have a, an office tucked away, you come in. Oh gosh, mm -hmm. busy. Let's not go in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, like you said, I think with society now it, i think things are starting to change a little bit with like businesses oh, yeah. and things yeah. i definitely 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 do think so um and i'm enjoying it i really like how it's getting more relaxed i mm. like the fact that i don't have to sign more corporate and i can just be myself now and i can just um dress the way that i want to dress yeah. i know that at the beginning like i like wearing um blazers and i like wearing shirts and i like wearing dresses and um at the beginning because i'm a videographer a lot of people would have said to me you should be in hoodies you should be in jeans <laughs> like, right yeah. yeah 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 i like like to land down with my camera and a dress it just you know yeah. i want to dress off i don't want to dress too casual so um yeah, I think it's important that, you know, and, and also, at the very beginning, just to put this out here, I used to always get, is he on his way? Like, is he coming? Mm -hmm. Are you holding his camera for him? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, who? who? And they're like, oh, the cameraman, is he on his way? <laughs> oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's something that I'm enjoying that has changed. Um, people don't perceive me as a meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's it's a, it's a crazy funny one, isn't it? Like what what people perceive how how people can perceive how you are just from how you look or how you dress can mm -hmm. can um like perceive you and your image and what you're doing, doesn't it? Yeah, and I'm so I'm so glad that I can be a female in a pink dress with long blonde hair filming a construction company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it took me a while to bend the rules, but now I'm like, no, this is happening. Yeah, this is this is happening, and you're still gonna get good quality footage. So, yeah. um, on my hard hat, obviously. So, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think for me, I just thought, you know what, I'm not gonna look the way they want me to you know i want to look this way mm. so um yeah 
it did get me some backlash at the start. I did have um, another business say to me, you know, I don't think you understand this product. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, um, I had a guy in on work experience years ago, years and years ago, um, and he was doing work with me, and I had a company that would pref- wanted to work with him because he was a man and would understand the product better. And he was looking at me like, I'm a work experience. I don't know how to film. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of opened my eyes a lot. Mm. But, um, you know, we're going in a good direction. You know, definitely I feel like this is the era of being yourself. Mm. Just being yourself. Mm. Yeah, I think I agree. And I think it's important, you know, like, to be yourself. And I think, like, with with what's happening, what's been happening in the world, I think people are more true to themselves and honest about how they're actually feeling and not, like, playing it off, you know, because everyone's yeah. struggling or struggled in some way or felt anxious in some way throughout this. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think it's important to be honest. Um, like, I know I'll, if I'm feeling... Um, anxious I'll just I'll actually say it on this video or um, I know I did a video at Christmas time where I was seeing an awful lot of um, rude comments on other people's videos so I did a video saying look can you stop giving people a hard time you know like can we just turn this back into a friendly supportive network you know like if I see an issue like I will address it Um, and then you'll find that a lot of people will agree with you you're never going to be the only person feeling that certain way. Um, and I think that's why social media is so good, because you find like-minded people. Mm. Um, there'll be people that will disagree, but there always is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's it. And I think like it's just blocking that out, isn't it? And focusing on what makes you happy and what you're passionate about. And your, your tribe will almost kind of come to you, won't they? You'll find it. Like I found yeah. that with LinkedIn. And it surprised me a lot when I when I went on it, especially you know you kind of connect with people you never thought you connect with, probably don't you as well with what you do. Yeah, and like I know um, there has been like lawyers, solicitors, like people in industries of all ages. Um, even like there's a man that I I'm friendly with and. Um, we're very, very on the same wavelength. We think the same about business. Um, you know, there's not the same, there's an age gap and everything. We're not even in the same industry, but no. we connect yeah. on the same level. It's it's bizarre. Like, you find people um, in different industries that have the same view on life, which mm. is really good. Um, and it gives you more confidence. I feel like the more people you talk to, um, about their business and stuff, you get more confidence in yourself because um, we all have a different view on how um, how a videographer should look, how a marketer should look, how a salesperson should look, and how you know we, we in our heads we have an idea of how these people should look. Mm. Um, and I think LinkedIn changes that. Mm. It really changes your view on the different industries. Which is really good. It makes you see that we're all the same. Yeah, that's it. We're not all kind of like working to the same objective in some way. 
And like you said, like a lot of profile pictures on there, you know, all, all used to be suits, whereas, you know, suits or shirts, whereas a lot of the time now, it's not always like that. And it's kind of nice because, like I said, it's that more relaxed, you know, people are being themselves, you know, people wear what they want to wear. Yeah. And I think, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think, it, I think it's really good. Um, I think I, you know, it's funny because I just, I know today I'm dressed more casual, yeah. but, um, you know, a lot of the time I will be in a, a shirt just because it gives me confidence. Yeah. I just wear a shirt. But, um, at the same time, you know, even for me wearing a shirt doesn't really match being, like doing videos. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just wear what you want. Anything goes. Yeah. Anything goes. <laughs> you know, like my mom said that recently. She's a teacher and she wears, um, she started wearing trainers to work and she was like, anything goes these days. Yeah. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think it's, it's getting like that, you know, which is good. Mm. You know, it's more about the person rather than how they look. Um, I think that's how it needs to be. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I massively agree. I think it's so true now, you know, especially with society today, people come from all different backgrounds and there's so many different personalities. So it'd be hard to kind of categorise people into one box to look a certain way. It wouldn't be them being mm-hmm. themselves. Like, um, is, there, is there any, like, books you like to read or anything like that? Any, any books at all that you like? Mm-hmm. Well, see, I actually um, try to separate books from uh, business. And I know there's so many people out there who's like, you have to read this book on being an entrepreneur and you have to read this book on whatever. But I actually just like reading stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I actually, I know I'm so old-fashioned. I like reading stories about different things. Like, um, I did read a book this week um, called Energy Healing. I was just quite intrigued and... Um, got completely hooked on it, and it was all about crystals and energy and stuff. Um, and that was like a small enough book, so I read that this week. Um, oh my god, that makes me sound so intellectual. It was a really small book. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a big book, like it was only about a hundred pages. Um, but then last week I was reading like a rom com, and then the week before that I was reading a horror. You know, like I just mm. sort of like reading stories. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've challenge to read 20 books this year um and you know last year i read 10 and i was like right okay i need to read 20 this year so yeah. um i've sat myself that on goodreads the app so nice. i'm following that <laughs> you have to check it out but no it's like you said it's it's that's that's like you know you're you're being yourself you're reading what you want to read and mm-hmm. not feeling like you have to read certain books because you're in business or whatever oh, and I used to be embarrassed of my bookcase. I used to hide it in the spare room, and now I have it in the living room because I was like, no, I'm not being embarrassed of my bookcase. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I have, I have an awful lot of um, sci-fi fantasy books. Like, I've only recently, in the last month, started reading normal stories. Like, the rest of my books are really sci-fi, and people will pick up the book cover and be like, there's like an alien on the front of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um I used to like hide my bookshelf because and it's only it's only recently I thought, no, why am I hiding this part of me from everyone? Like yeah. it's fine. I read strange things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, and it's 
it's, it's doing what you you enjoy, isn't it? Um, and you know, if you like it, you like it. Um, who would you say like your role models are? You know, like you know, company wise or like professionally or anyone you kind of look up to? Would you say? Um, see, I I I get asked this question a lot actually, and um. The funny thing is, I used to make it up, but I'm not making it up anymore. I don't have a role model, mm. and I never have. <laughs> mm. Like, obviously, I have my dad, and I have people I look up to, but I don't yeah. have anyone that I aspire to be. Um, I think my role model changes on a weekly basis. Yeah. I feel like I have one for that week. Um, I'll maybe follow... I know... Sally Illingworth, for example, on LinkedIn, I remember, you know, I follow, I, I follow her and, you know, I would have said there would have been times where I would think, oh gosh, you know, I need to look at her stuff. But at the same time, the next week it can be uh, some YouTuber or someone else. Like it changes, it changes week by week. Um, I don't have one particular person mm. um, that I have followed for years or I've looked up to for a long time um it's quite flexible that way it depends like sometimes i feel like i need a role model for um confidence and then other times i would need uh someone to help me with um the technical side of video editing. it really is different mm -hmm. i guess so um yeah I just never really had anyone, but yeah. I think that's because I, I think that's because my personality changes year after year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 a funny question, really, because like I, I've asked quite a few people, and some people have said like specific people are their role models or mentors, or like you said, it it changes month by month or week by week, or some people say you know everyone's my role model. It, it's whatever's your preference isn't it yeah for me it is um anyone i look up to is always someone that is being their themselves and um don't care what anyone thinks about them mm -hmm. it's always that it's always someone who is freely doing what they love and don't care what anyone thinks yeah. now when i think about it when i think of anyone i've looked up to in the last couple of months that's what they all have in common. Mm. Um, so I think I, I do. I would look up to pretty much anyone who um, just does what they love and don't care what people think. The more they don't care what people think, the more I look up to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think they're really good points. I think they're really important because that's, I think, I think you've succeeded when you've kind of got to that point in some way. Because you're you're doing something you you enjoy. You're not you're not restricting yourself based on the opinions of other people, are you? You're just doing it. Yeah, I think um, you know I still care about people's opinions. I always will. It's just a part of me that I constantly have to shake. Mm. Um, I, I'm quite a venter. I vent a lot. I'll call my friend up and be like, "Where do you hear this?" <laughs> you know? um, and once I have once I have got it off my chest, then I feel a lot better and I'm able to see clearly. But I've realized that, you know, I've tried to suppress that venting part of me um, and I've realized that that's just my process. <laughs> 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 if something
comes and annoys me, I'll call my sister or I'll come into my boyfriend and be like, sit down, I am telling you this for the next hour. And they're like, no, it's <laughs> happening. <laughs> so I've had to just realize that's just what I do. And yeah. I usually exhaust myself venting and then I and then I have a solution, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably a good way of gaining clarity, isn't it? You, you talk about what's going on and then you kind of think about it. Yeah, yeah. I talk I talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and and then they'll be like, You've already said this I'm like, I know but uh, you know, in my head I'm trying to find a solution. Yeah. Um, and I think saying it out loud for me is how I find a solution in the end. Mm. Um some people can write it down and burn it. I've tried that, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so it doesn't work. <laughs> I find it really interesting because everyone's got their own way of doing things, haven't they, as well. Um, mm-hmm. How how would you say you kind of like, for, pe- for people listening, you know, how can they cope with their mental health, do you think, or like, you know, stay positive in like times of what's happened? I think for me it's gratitude. Um, get a gratitude journal. I haven't wrote mine for a while because I just genuinely feel grateful um but if i'm struggling to just feel gratitude i'll write down um start off by writing down 20 things you're grateful for um and have a gratitude book at the side of your bed that at the end of every night you write down five things you're grateful for and some days it's really hard if you're in a really negative mind space and you can't think of anything you're grateful for just say i'm grateful for my roof over my head i'm grateful for hands you know like just just something down Um, and it means that you're going to bed with a positive mindset and you're going to bed after thinking of three things that you're happy about Um, and I feel like then when you're sleeping that's when your brain is really processing the day and you want it to be processing it in a positive way Hmm. Um, so for me that really really helped and I did um, at the start of this whole lockdown I was writing into it again and I hadn't written it in maybe a year Hmm. Um, I'll only pick it up if I'm feeling really stressed and I'll just start writing down things I'm grateful for. Um, shift your focus. Always shift your focus. Try and focus on something positive. Mm. Um, and that's the easiest way for me to shift my focus. Mm. You know? I mm. think it, it's it's so easy to resist negativity the same way you would resist anxiety. The more you resist, what you resist persists. That's what I always say. So... <laughs> Don't resist it, just shift the focus away from it. You know, distract yourself, go for a walk. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good, really, really, really important point. And it's like when you focus on your attract, isn't it? Like, if you're focused on negativity, you'll be that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I do believe that if you, you know, you can actually focus on something so much that you can make it grow like um i i have had times where i had a sore throat and i'm like i can't have this sore throat because i have to do a workshop and next thing the sore throat's got worse mm. <laughs> and i start talking about it and i start dancing about it and i'm like this sore throat the sore throat and i focus on it so much that i actually feel myself making it worse yeah. <laughs> you know? so um yeah i try like even if i'm feeling ill just think that it's gonna you're gonna get better and it's gonna be fine and don't even put it out 
to the universe. Like, don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't complain about it. Yeah. It'll go take your vitamins, you know. Um, so it's the same with mental health too. You know, the more you focus and dwell on the negative the negative side of it, mm. um, the more it will grow, definitely. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly it. And and that's really yeah. you know, like a really good practice to do, isn't it? And to just and you know, the thing that I haven't actually told many people, and I'm just going to say it here now anyway, but um, I actually have OCD, and at the start of the lockdown, it was kind of hard to adjust mm. to cleanliness, I guess. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, like, I think as well, like we said with OCD, I think in, in some aspects, I think, like, you know, how supermarkets are going to, you know, have supermarkets are more laid out now. Their precautions and probably office spaces as well. I mean, office spaces are, are going to change. Um, yeah. It, like you said, it, it's probably a positive in some way because, like you said, there are germs and it just breaks it down and probably makes mm-hmm. people feel that bit more reassured because there are those barriers in place. Yeah, I feel like... Um I feel like I was super sensitive at the start. I was almost like visualizing the germs on things, and um, I'm. But at the same time, you know, it's the first time in my life that I was grateful for having OCD. I never thought I was ever going to be grateful for it, like yeah. if I was a child. But now my mom was like, "This is brilliant, me. Like you can actually help us. Like what? What do we need to be doing? You know?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, because like you know, I can I can see. Like, I'll say to mom, you just touch your face. You just touch that. Like, I'm so aware of it because mm. just the way I'm built. So, um, you know, it's been very easy for me. Um, and I have, I feel like I've been helping people, being like, okay, so here's what you need to do. You need to wear gloves when you're doing the petrol pump and then take them off. And then, you know, like I've been telling them what to do. Yeah. So it has come in handy for me. Um but I've been able to do that and not be anxious about it, which I think I've actually mastered now, which is brilliant because I, I, I genuinely didn't think I was going to be able to master that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not at all anxious. I'm totally mm. chilled. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's great. And, like, you could probably always do a video on that, you know, a video on how to, like, wash, you know. I know. It's, um, it's bizarre because um, it's only really in the last, couple of months that I have started saying to people that I have OCD and this is the first time I've had a discussion about it at all um, like I have wrote under people's videos and said it discreetly in places on LinkedIn that people can't really see um, mm. but I think um, yeah I know I could do a video about it but again it's how you're going to be perceived and like people yeah. are going to think I'm crazy <laughs> <laughs> It's um, you know, it's it's good that you're open about it, and you you know you're being genuine and you're saying, look, you know, like you said with the nerve side and things, if you're nervous, you're saying, you know, I've got OCD, you know, it's and, and that's all right, isn't it? And you know, it's fair play for doing that, and it takes it can it can take a lot sometimes for people to talk about certain things like that, and um, I think you know everyone's kind of on the spectrum somewhere with a little bit of something, you know, like OCD or a little bit, you know, on the spectrum of like autistic. Yeah, everyone's kind of somewhere, and 
think was it? I don't know. Little things bug me. I know it's, it's probably a bit off topic, but like if something isn't closed, if a cabinet's not closed, it bugs me. And I'm like, <laughs> can you close that? But, my mom, I, <laughs> I leave everything open all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I leave all cupboards open, I leave the fridge open, I leave the drawers open when I'm visiting mom and she hates it and I don't know, it's it's something that doesn't seem to bug me at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, everyone, like I, I, I genuinely see OCD in everyone. I see people that set their radio on their, um, on their car to an even number or they set the volume on the TV to an even number, or, you know, I, I, I notice because I know, yeah. and I see people do it, and I'm kind of like, you definitely have something there. And, um, yeah, I, I've noticed it in a lot of people over the years that would never come out and say anything or even mm. acknowledge it, but I have seen people do it a lot. A lot of people have a thing about even numbers. Yeah, it's interesting. I think I saw a documentary on it once. Um, there was people who lived a certain way. I mean, this is like you know, extreme, and um, yeah, like I, I remember I, I I was with a friend once, and he's I don't know if he's still got OCD, but he had it quite bad, and he had a cupboard. When he goes to bed, his keys had to be positioned in a certain way. Yeah. With mm-hmm. next to his like his wallet, his keys. Yeah. And yeah. he'd he'd turn the he turn the switch his light switch on and off and then make mm-hmm. sure the door was closed. Mm-hmm. And it, it like was this set like very like military structured order. Yeah, it's like a feeling of, you know, if I don't do this in this exact way something bad is going to happen. Like if I don't have like I don't know what he he would be thinking, but I know that you know, I I in university would have been quite bad. <laughs> but I managed to snap out of that. Um, but I know it's a feeling of, you know, if I don't have these keys sitting right here, there could be a fire in the middle of the night and the keys won't be there. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, it's just the anxiety starts to play tricks in your head. Um, that you're, he, he was probably thinking of something terrible that was going to happen in the middle of the night and he needed those okay. items there. You know, it's, yeah. um, there's no rationality around it. It's totally irrational thoughts, and um, I think you know a lot of people have irrational thoughts. Everyone has irrational thoughts mm. um, that don't that aren't going to happen. Mm. You know, um, and especially in the times we're in, a lot of people are thinking very irrationally, and they're thinking like, you know, we're all going to die, and it's it's the anxiety that gives you irrational thoughts. Um, so it's just. Minding your anxiety levels um, and trying to, you know, either exercise or do things that will keep you calm mm. um, so you don't start thinking irrationally. Yeah. Just being, it's like it brings you back to being grounded, doesn't it? Like you're breathing and your thoughts and yeah. just being mm-hmm. aware of what's going on in like the here and now. Like how, how do you kind of like, before you do like a talk in front of loads of people, like do you... How do you kind of like manage anxiety? Do you just like, you know, breathing techniques? And I actually, um, I create a possibility um, 
on anxiety and uh, camera confidence, confidence in front of an audience. Not that there's going to be any audiences anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think you know we we've covered like some really good points and it, you know these things are important are important and it, like this just doesn't apply to like people who you know might do public speaking or do things like you, you know what you do things what i do it's but um but it's like yeah so so i just saw someone walk past well now um yeah like this this can be applied to like anything can't it like people do yeah, like they can apply um, that to anything, you know, anything that maybe they're anxious about. Um, even if at the moment, you know, people are scared of, you know, maybe financially scared, maybe they're scared for their family or friends or elderly. Like I know I have grandparents at the minute, you know, at the start, <laughs> I was very scared for them. But mm-hmm. it's it's thinking right this fear is not serving me because this fear is going to you know sabotage my immune system and if i want to be strong for them i can't i can't have this fear so you know it's it's been able to just um be the rock for everyone else and look after yourself so that you can look after everyone else um because if you're not looking after yourself then everyone around you is not going to yeah. Not gonna be safe, so yeah. that's the way I. Yeah, that's that's it, and that's you know like it's being like okay in yourself, isn't it? To then because it affects your immune system, it affects your energy. Because I remember like at the beginning of all this, I remember I just had like not a panic attack, but I felt really anxious. Yeah. I'm worried, and just completely thrown into uncertainty, which we're all in. Mm-hmm. Um. But like you said, you've got to look at the things that, you, you know, you can control over the things that you can't. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's important to um, really, really explore what you enjoy. I know there's not many things that we can do right now, but there's still so many things that we can do. Um, and that's that's why, you know, that's why I say focus on gratitude, because... Um, I know that my parents go to Zambia uh, once a year. They were supposed to go this year, but um, with the virus and everything, it's really bad out there at the minute. Um, but they said that over there, the poorest people that they do work with are so grateful and happy and love their lives um, because they have nothing. Um, so the only thing that they have to survive is gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, that really made me realize that, you know, you have to, you have to think positively, you know, mm. if they're able to do it, we should be able to do it too. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> We've probably got, like, a lot more things than they have in terms of, like, you know, things around us as well. You know, we, we go for it, we walk down the road in the Tesco and we get, yeah. you know, fresh water. And yeah. A lot of things yeah. we don't, all, you know, always think about because we've just always had it, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think, um, yeah, the main thing to be is, is grateful. Mm. Um, start with that um, um, and then start building your profile and being seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, for this. I'm grateful for, you know, you come on a podcast and I, you know, I'm grateful for your time and your energy and, you know, the points we touched on. And, yeah, just 
you know, for for connecting and for being on this and providing some, you know, positivity on, on things and talking about what you've done. I think I think you've yeah. done a great job and you know, it really, really, really means a lot. Mm-hmm. Well thanks for having me. Um you know, it's it's good for me to reflect as well and be able to yeah, I feel grateful. I feel grateful mm-hmm. too because it's it's given me a chance to reflect on, uh, I suppose, my journey and um, how far uh, I've even come during this lockdown, you know, and how anxious we were at the beginning, but now we're more calm, you know, so it's good to notice how far you've come. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But like, how, how, can, how can people like, reach you on social media and stuff like that, like? Um, well, it's Neve Macaulay on LinkedIn, so it's N-A-A-M-H, M-A-C-A-U-L-E-Y, um, that's on LinkedIn, and then it's just purple.media on um, Instagram and Facebook, um, or there is www.purple.co.uk, um, and that would probably be the best way. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for having me. No, no, you're very welcome. It's great to connect with you, and you know, could always do this another time, sometime. You know. Mhm. No, that's great. Oh, yeah, thanks sure. very much, Tom. No, no, you're very welcome. <laughs> but um, have have a great day, and I, I, I wish you all the best with you know what you're doing. And... You too. Yeah, Enjoying the lovely weather. Yeah, <laughs> I try. <laughs> no, thank <laughs> you. You're very welcome. Thanks very much. You're welcome. We'll take care. See you later. See you. Bye. 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 Thank you.